Take a Ride Podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. They call this a sin because you're not supposed to have this many players on the court on the podcast. But I have the two-man combo guard, Jacob the White Knight. How are you doing today, brother? Yes, sir, brother. I'm doing well. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well, and we have Lewis. It's been a while. How you doing today, brother? Oh, yeah. Hey, it's good to be here. It's good to be there. It's good to be anywhere. Hey, I appreciate you guys welcoming me back. It's good to have this uh, four-way uh, square dance going on, whatever you want to call it, man. It's just good to be here. Hey, man, this is like the Star Fox team. You're slippy, man, right? Hey, no, I got to be slippy, go. man. No, you are slippy. It only makes well, sense. Why I got to be slippy, though, <laughs> hey, man? Eat it. So, anyway, and then, uh, you know, Lewis is going to be running the five Donkey Kong style, right? Kong Skull Island, right, Lewis? Yeah, that's right. And then we have running the wing, LT the Sage. How you doing today, brother? Doing good, doing good, fam. Uh, looking to talk some juicy basketball. We had a lot going on the last couple of days, so looking forward to it. All right, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. LT, run that ball. Hey, so uh, there's a game going on right now, and there's a player that I wanted to bring up to both Jacob and Lewis. I guess he's here as well. Uh, and Starks, uh, a guy by the name of TJ Warren. Uh, Starks, you have been talking about him uh, last couple of podcasts, and he he actually went just went crazy tonight, bonkers. My question to you is: Do you feel like someone, uh, someone who's in the looking for points in a, in a points league or redraft league, should they be like pursuing TJ Warren uh, moving forward? You think he can keep this up the rest of the year? Well, it's hard to say. He's it's going to be you know a keep up situation, but you know one thing that holds true is you know uh, Miles Turner's out, Dippo's out. They need that punch from the offense. It's not just going to be Jeremy Lamb alone. So it's good to see T.J. Warren, and obviously we know Malcolm Brogdon's doing well. So they need that extra punch in that offense. And as you mentioned, I've been speaking to him about him in a few podcasts. He had a great game with twenty six points, five rebounds, three assists. Um, you know, one thing that I will say is he's a player that I believe is going to be a breakout player as long as he's on the court. That's always been the issue with him. Um, as far as, you know, trying to buy into him, I, I will still try to buy low on him. I know that's not a popular choice by, you know, many people in the community, but that's where I stand. Uh, you know, Jacob White Knight, what you think, man? Yeah, man, I, uh, I just want to echo what you said. I mean, absolutely, because Turner's out and Sabonis was out. You know, like some somebody somebody had to step up. Um, and so with Warren, I know that you said to buy low, but I think this is a nice sell. Like, mm. I think this is a nice, um, sell high moment, uh, right now. Just, he was super efficient and he should, he should get that volume for as long as Turner is out or at least somewhere close to it. But if Sabonis's injury isn't that serious, uh, I wouldn't really overreact to this game. Uh, just, Super quick before um, I pass the ball to Lewis. There, I just want to say that TJ TJ Leaf had himself a game, and and I'm super surprised. I was about to write him off, like he mm-hmm. hasn't done anything this year, mm-hmm. and he came out of nowhere. So I'm impressed by him. Uh, but I want to see what Lewis thinks about TJ Warren. What do you think, there, buddy? Um, you said TJ Warren, right? We talk about uh, TJ Warren from the Pacers. From the Pacers, you yes, see sir. on the Suns. Uh, well, well, uh, it says here, man, uh, according to my calculations, uh, back in uh, November, you know, just a few days ago, he went only one from eight from the field. Oh, man, with three rebounds and nothing else in 28 Correct. minutes from Cleveland. Uh, is that to be 
accurate. Yeah, that's accurate, man. That's, that's accurate. So, uh, so what you can say is he might be uh, inconsistent, right? <laughs> that you could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, based off of those numbers, I mean, it was just one game, and you know, it's awesome to see a player like this explode out of nowhere. But I'd have to wait and see, you know, before I, I buy in and believe into it. So. You know, I'm going to go ahead with the sell-high approach, honestly, based on uh, what I've seen. Nice, nice. So, LT, what do you, you think, LT, man? That was good stuff. Yeah, no problem. Um, um, I actually am going to be pursuing. I, I feel like you should start pursuing TJ Warren. I feel like on this team, uh, one of the things that I was talking about on a previous podcast is that their, their rotations are set in stone. I feel like even when Dippo comes back, even when uh, Young, um, even when the big guy comes back, they're they're – they're going to keep T.J. Warren in that starting rotation. The, the, the odd man out to me is going to be Lamb Chop sing-along. Um, he's, going to be the odd, he's going to be the odd man out. Where kids come to sing-along? Hey, exactly. He's going to be the odd man out once, you know, once everything kind of uh, normalizes in Indiana. Um, so I think that you, you, if you can get a, put some stock or if you have stock in T.J. Warren, that you kind of ride it. Um, he, may, he may have only had – he had a bad game last game. But um, I know I just showed our listeners um, he, he's been actually pretty good uh, before then. He went for 20 the game before and 19 uh, before that. So he's actually. OK, OK. In- so I'm going to go ahead and uh, steal the ball from you. Real quick. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. So, so so are we like just wait, uh, riding the wave like we're, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow, you man? <laughs> or are we like actually, you know, believing and pursuing in this player? Because, you know, to me, when I see stuff like that, it kind of reminds me of Alex Lynn, you know, explodes one moment and then like the next moment he just like disappears cool so let me steal the ball on top of a steal right so it looks like it's two two right we we kind of go yeah. half, mm-hmm. half on this which is perfectly fine but i also want to touch up on a guy in the dynasty format that i think it's important that i've been beating the drums about is goga bitides mm-hmm. if that yeah. is the right name hooked on phonics but he got the start <laughs> finally yeah. i've Obviously, with the bonus being out, he got the, the, the opportunity to start. Now, nine points, four rebounds, three assists, but the slaps is what I love. The four slaps mm. that he received is going to be an efficient player that people could overlook in a shallow league. And I actually was able to grab him in, the, in a deep uh, redraft league. Now, Dynasty owners, I'm telling you now, I'm buying in if you can and try to uh, poach him off a of GM because Miles Turner, I love Miles Turner. I'm sure everybody knows that by now. But the thing about Miles Turner is, He's always sometimes find himself with a possible injury. And it's times that this happened, they they drafted mm. Goga for a reason. There was a little concern is if Sabonis was going to get traded throughout the offseason or if he was going to sign with somebody else. And then it was like Miles Turner. There was reports saying they didn't Indiana didn't even know if they wanted to sign Miles Turner. I mean, I, mm. I thought it was b- complete baloney. But, hey, this is where we are. I do like his upside. He's going to give you the, the good percentages. And that's something mm-hmm. not to take lightly. And then, honestly, just like what Jacob said with TJ Lee, you know, writing him off, I think this is just more of an outlier game. I'm not going to rush out to grab him out in any league. But, hey, he could be a streaming option, obviously, with these injuries that's formulating. Uh, Mm -hmm. Going off to the Chicago side of things. And, actually, before I do that, Malcolm Brogdon, again, guys, he's having these good games, man. Man, I mean, we we have to take this serious at this point in time. So, if you did draft him in any league, you guys should be excited. We are. So, we'll jump on the Chicago side of things. And then, after we talk about the Chicago game, we'll kind of talk about the ADP game on players that 
we think can be realistic or kind of on the fake side of things. So, Chicago, I will pass you the ball there, LT. What's your thoughts on Chicago's game there? Man, this game, uh, specifically, I was looking at some of the stats earlier and uh, throughout the game, and I'm really worried about Laurie Marketing. Um, he started uh. off really hot, um, but he has definitely taken a back seat the last couple of games. Uh, he only took, I mean, to me, He's the second or third, uh, you know, option on this team. And he took nine shots behind a Thaddeus Young appearance. That's right. Thaddeus Young is back. Uh, and he, Thaddeus Young took 13 shots. So, uh, to me, Laurie needs to start being more aggressive with the Rock, taking more shots, uh, applying himself into this offense. Um, Zach Levine did his thing, normal pump up the volume uh and for wendell carter jr uh owners you love what you're seeing the last couple of games he's definitely doing a lot better than in the beginning of the season what do you think white knight could not agree more Lori marketing needs to step up mm -hmm. needs to be more aggressive because he just he's playing scared right now he's only taking nine shots and usually he's taken up in the upper teens to like the lower 20s but like it seems like he's just seeding shots to Levine, he seat and uh, and to Thaddeus Young. I mean, yeah. like that's weird. I mean, like <laughs> usually he's just getting you steals, but now he's pumping up the volume. I mean, that's not, I mean, like that's an outlier. Uh, but but hey, Thaddeus Young's pretty efficient. But I just I I'm not going to give up on uh, marketing in so fast. I really think he's going to right the ship. He just needs to get some more confidence. I don't know if he needs to hear his coach say, just shoot the ball no matter what, even if you don't make it, because he just needs to keep shooting until he finds the right rhythm. Because he's, I mean, before before this game, uh, his ADP was around like 50 range, and he, or no, no, it, it was around like 43 range, and he's playing around the 50 range. So it's not like, it's not like he's a bust by any means. Yeah, just, true. I expected him to be a much better player, and right now he's just playing where we all thought that he would be, and he's struggling currently. So I definitely think this is a beautiful buy-low moment, if you can, uh, because I do think that he writes a ship. But I do want to think, or I do want to see what you gentlemen think. Uh, I'm going to pass ball to Lewis there. What do you think about our boy? Oh, man, honestly, I I'm going to go ahead and go along with you with that. Like, okay. certain players, I believe, you know, they got to be put in a certain situation. We haven't seen him in that situation where he has to step up, you know, and take initiative like that. You know, mm -hmm. we got old vets out there like that, taking a shot and things like that. But, you know, we have to remember that we're still early off in the season. Right. And, you know, when those old head goes down, when those old heads like that go down, he might get the position where he has to go out there, step up and be a man. And he has no choice, <laughs> yeah. for, you know. To be the man that we believe that he can be. So to be the man, you got to beat the man. That's right. Like, That's right. <laughs> yeah. So and then also, it looked like Otto Porter, the transporter, had a poor game. Unfortunately, mm. you know, Chicago in particular. It's again, we're playing the musical chairs you game said with the transporter. I did say the transporter. Well, That's he's right. cranking out. Hey, he's cranking. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then like the guard situation is still the musical chair game. It's unfortunate with Sato. Chris Dunn and Kobe White. I, I mm -hmm. hope many of you guys that drafted avoided the situation. But if you had to choose one, Sadoransky had a you know not too bad of a game. Nine points, four yeah. rebounds, nine assists. Yeah. I'll leave it there, and then we'll kind of uh, transition. And before we get in transition to the ADP game, essentially, is Wendell Carter Jr. Just like what LT was talking about. 
had an excellent game mm -hmm. for those that took a risk on him in particular. 20 points, 10 rebounds. You know, in a dynasty format, you love this. What you don't love is what he shot at the free throw line, two for six. <laughs> and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But what is a little bit concerning that could potentially be also a lightweight outlier is that he was super efficient. Nine for 10. That's yeah. not a common thing that's going to happen for an NBA player in particular. But I'll say this. It's just like, you know, the White Knight had mentioned. It's like Zach Levine. That's the one thing I, that's concerning with me. He's a good player, but he's pumping up the volume and he's taking all of that usage away from the mm -hmm. Chicago team in particular. And that's something I don't like to see. Marketing should have more shots than that, just like what everybody talked about. Um, yeah. He just needs to just take more. Uh, assertive and responsibility, Lewis. What's up, man? Hey, hey, man, I feel like you're being a little harsh, man. Maybe that uh, eye inflammation just carried over into the next game, man. <laughs> hey, man, Ooh, that maybe. could be true. That definitely could be true. So, starting out the ADP game, uh, White Knight, do you have a player that you want to nominate for us, man? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, right. Uh, when you said this, I thought, uh, you know, uh, the first person I thought of was Andre Drummond. Any scoring uh -huh. format that you see, he is the number one player, uh, and right now it's not even close. I mean, he's just racking up those points and rebounds and blocks like it's candy, you know, like he's just killing it. So, um, <laughs> uh, I'm just, so he was taken in the late second round, early third round this year, and he is the number one player, like I was saying. So I want, I want to pass the ball to Starks here. What do you think about Drummond, and do you think that this hot start will last, or, or what? I think it's realistic. Now, obviously, when Blake Griffin comes back, it's going to change a little bit and alter. But as I started this podcast this year in a dynasty format, I kept saying, like, why does it seems like I mean, we like Andre Drummond, but I don't think he gets talked about enough because he's a first round value type of player. If you punt free throw percentage, he's essentially universally the number one player. And I mentioned this last year, what people may have forgot. Let me bring it back to your memory. Uh, is that last year, the last two months of the season, even if you wasn't punting categories, he was the number one player in fantasy the last two months of the season. Mm -hmm. That is something that was ignored. And then obviously last year, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'll, I'll still pull up the stats. Actually, last year, he was a top 18 player. Now, if you punted, again, free throw percentage, he's a first-round value. So the thing about him is, as LT and I always says, he's going to give you those double-double vision stats almost essentially any game at any point in time. LT, I know that you're Andre Drummond guy. I'll say this. What I do, I will say this. I do buy that he could be the first round value, but he's going to still take some dips. And he's averaging close to mm -hmm. 20 rebounds a game. That's not something that's going to be lasting this season. I'm not saying that, but it needs to be highlighted on that. He's averaging 22 points and 18 rebounds right now in this season. And another thing that is overlooked is he's averaging two Point six slaps a game that is outrageous mm -hmm. because enough. he's going to give you those steals as lt this is out of position uh steal stats from a big man not bigs do that and i think that's something mm -hmm. that's also overlooked lt what's your thoughts on drumming man man he is killing it right now and i think we have to take a little bit of grain of salt. Not saying that Drummond is um, going to just fall off the face of the earth, but he is doing this without Blake Griffin in the lineup. Yeah, um, once Blake Griffin gets into the lineup, um, Blake Griffin is a known rebounder, double-double type of guy. He'll, it's almost 
in a, maybe in a good way, take some pressure off of Drummond, but he is playing out of his mind. If you look at his minutes per game, 35 minutes for a big man is unheard of. Uh, with his mm-hmm. free throws, his free throws are at .643. Uh, I feel like, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong right now, it, that's probably the best I've seen, maybe his free throws. Um, so he's actually staying, oh, yeah. staying, has, yeah. Yeah, staying on the court at the end of games. That's the big thing with Drummond. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have to pull him at the end of games because of the, the hack of Drummond now. Um, and so... <laughs> Him being on there, he's getting those end-of-game stats. He's racking up rebounds, points. It, it's crazy right now. So, yeah, he's if you picked him up, he was, uh, yeah, second, third round, whew, you, you're bringing in the cash. Oh, yeah, I bet. I bet. And, you know, I'm disgusted to even hear about this right now because I wanted drums. You know, I waited. I sit up there and dra- tried to draft him third round, and he got snatched up in our listener league, man. And I stood up there and I chose Embiid instead, man. While Embiid's over there shadow boxing, you know, trying to <laughs> fight with uh, Carl Towns, man. I'm sitting up here disgusted to my stomach as I see, you know, drums, the, the opportunity that I could have had with drums, man. I believe the hype, man. He's gone from Diddy Kong to Donkey Kong. So <laughs> enjoy, like enjoy, enjoy. If you got him, man, just... Ooh, if you can get him in a steal, man, like Stark says, license to deal, man. Get out there and deal. Jacob, what's your thoughts, man? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean his free throws are absolutely a career high. His his uh, his, his career percentage is under 50 percent. Okay. So, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I'm curious if this is sustainable, but mm. I think I mean, you know, he's he, he is still he is still young enough to write the ship and to hopefully do better. Um, and like you said, they're not playing, they're not playing like a hack of drumming. Uh, but I see him staying in the top 10. I see him, I see him going down a little bit, probably like to the eight, nine, 10 range, uh, by the all-star break, just because I think, I think, I think like the free throw percentage goes down to earth a little bit. And once, like you said, Blake Griffin comes back, he'll go down a little bit, but still he's going to rack up those rebounds. He is like a rebound machine. Um, he also blocks and steals, like Starks was saying. And so, you know, I, you know, as I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, steal the ball from you, real quick, <laughs> White Knight. I keep hearing the name Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin, this, Blake Griffin, that, man. Ever heard of forget, him? You know, Blake Griffin be staying injured, too, man. I'm not worried about Blake Griffin, man. Dang, I feel like okay. Jones is here to stay, man. What are your feelings on that, White Knight, man? No, I mean, it's a perfect argument because, like, there is no, like, set set time for him to come back you know like all it's saying is that i'll be back soon well yeah yeah honestly to add on to what not the white knight just said man i've read the book before man i used to be super high on blake griffin and then like i, I got him in a trade i believe like two years ago and he was injured and I, you know we kept on getting this all oh, we don't know when blake griffin's coming back man i've read the book before you know i'm tired of the book man i'm, I'm ready to move on awesome. <laughs> so awesome let me go ahead and bring up a player and nominate for the ladies and gentlemen here the player that uh i want to bring up that i think it's interesting to, needless to say is troy brown jr mm-hmm. and this is like dynasty format i want you guys to kind of think outside the box He's top 60 in the nine-cat category league. He just came off an injury, and I think I just spoke about him on the previous episode yesterday when I went solo, I believe. Um, so he's averaging right now, you know, just two games, nine points, one snipe, four rebounds, assist, a steal and a half, a .5 steals, field goal percentage is high, 63%, and he's shooting 100% at the free throw line, which is an outlier. But, and obviously him 
finishing in the nest in this situation is interesting, but I will pass you the ball there, LT. What's your thoughts on Troy Brown Jr. from the Wizards, man? All right, so I, I actually don't know too much about Troy Brown Jr. To be honest with you, that that's a I I don't know too much about him. I'm well, let me go ahead and let me let me go ahead and help you out real quick with that, brother. Let me go ahead and help you out real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I saw the ball. Um, he put up 14 okay. points in his debut. You know, 17 minutes, and he was better across the board off the bench again. He's a great bet to get the starting nod once he's fully cleared without a minutes cap, and basically. He's added even a stronger game after tonight, and he should be owned. And this was on the first and uh, 12 man standard leagues. That's what they're saying about him. White Knight, what do you think about Troy Brown Jr. for the Wizards, man? Yeah, I really like him. I like the opportunity there. And since, and like you said, it's only been two games, but he was coming off an injury, and he was actually expected to start before he went down. So uh, I think I think his role will keep keep growing as long as he produces in this limited amount of time i mean he's averaging just just under 20 minutes but um you know like he he's he he gets you those those valuable stock stats like the steals um a block every now and then but you really want him for the steals so he can definitely be a streaming option for you if you're desperate for steals right now but as his role grows i can definitely see him uh providing some solid value and like he like like you said, the Wizards are 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 a wasteland team, and so he and so the Wizards definitely want him to keep growing and be a huge part of their offense. Um, so that's 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 where I stand with Troy Brown Jr. I would definitely keep him on your watch list in like twelve in like a ten and twelve team, and definitely stream him if you need those steals for sure. Sorry, I'm going to ball hog this again real quick. Yeah, Troy Brown is a player I'm interested in in the dynasty mm -hmm. format. If he's available, pick him up. But, LT, I want to pass you back the ball on another player, and then if you can nominate after that. Uh, yeah. What's your thoughts on Kristaps Przingis? It looks like he started to fade a little bit, and he's fallen in the rankings at 67 right now. So he's currently around the sixth-round value-ish. Uh, so, you know, what's your thoughts on him? Do you think he's going to hover around this range or have better or get worse? So, to be honest with you, Porzingis is someone I was actually pretty high on going into the season. Um, I think he's going to hover around this area, though. And the reason why I think he's going to hover around this area is because Luka Doncic is just that good. Um, I think that Kristaps mm. is going to be the, uh, again, the Robin in that situation. Um, and I don't think he, I think at the end of the season, he'll be better than he is now. I think he is top 50 talent. Uh, but I think that's Luka Doncic's team. That's his team to run. He's going to have the, he's going to put up the, the more minutes, the more stats. And the one thing that Porzingis can do that he has been doing um, is getting those blocks so if he can continue to sustain those mm -hmm. blocks throughout the rest of the season i see him getting into that top 50 uh but yeah. not getting any higher than that 40 to 50 range to be honest with you what you think uh white knight yeah yeah he's been getting a block every single game mm -hmm. except for the last game against the lakers but i think that was more that was that was just more of um of an outlier just because it was such a it was such an intense game and i think he was playing more away from the basket and not under the hoop and so but i think that's definitely an outlier and those blocks will continue to stay steady which like you said is, is extreme is, is extremely valuable when a big man is getting threes and blocks so i definitely think he's 
he is currently the 81st ranked player, but I definitely see him creeping up, uh, staying below the top 75. And I still think he'll creep up into the top 50 as long as he stays healthy. Um, but I want to I want to know what Lewis thinks about uh, Porzingis. Well, I, actually, I was listening to what both of you guys have to say, and I'm in complete agreement with you guys. I mean, let's not forget that you know he's just rushed coming back this year. You know, he came off a serious injury, so right. I mean, even and even though he's getting great run right now, I still believe they would have to, you know, make you know if I was the coach on that team, I would still try to be cautious you know when you get when you're coming back from an injury like that you're still gonna you know you want to get the best bang for your buck out of your player but you don't want to rehatch a new injury so i believe you know towards the end of the year like um sage said you know is where he's gonna you know start to hit mm -hmm. that you know top 50 player mark yeah i'll just mm -hmm. say this real quick what's really damaging his value right now is the percentages because he's not a 68 percent free throw shooter so he'll be finding that Field goal mm -hmm. percentage is dipped at 41%. It's going to be fine. Um, and the only thing that's concerning with me is just the load management or injury. But to, mm -hmm. to me, honestly, he's a top 30 player or better. Mm. Uh, so, honestly, if you can buy low on him and you're willing to take that risk, yeah. honestly, maybe even a top 25 player or better, then go ahead and do it. Because what he can produce, just like LT said, he was you know he's uh, pretty high on him this year. I was a little bit against the gram. Like, I don't know. I'm a little concerned because... Are they going to, you know, have the load manager? Are they going to kind of dial down on his minutes for them to kind of just give him the stroke on the ego side? Well, when you say ego, but to give him that opportunity to get minutes straight out the gate, that was a beautiful sight to see. And he could be the top 25 player or better as long as it's on the court. That's the only thing that's holding him back. LT, mm. do you want to nominate somebody for us, man? Yeah, definitely. So I wanted to speak on this player. I actually um, am – I was – I didn't understand why he was going fifth, uh, fourth to fifth to sixth rounds, uh, and that's Kyle Lowry. Um, Kyle Lowry has uh, he right now he's currently in the fifth sixth position in your leagues right now overall, and he is killing it this year, just absolutely killing it. And he was going in your fifth or sixth rounds. Um, it, it, and one of the things I wanted to speak on is is this sustainable for Kyle Lowry? Um, his conditioning looks good. That's the biggest problem with Lowry over the years is conditioning, and his conditioning looks good. And uh, as we always talk about, we talk about those rounding rotations. Um, uh, the Raptors have a very strict seven, maybe eight man, sometimes rotation. Those those starters get heavy minutes every single night. Mm -hmm. um, so you may see some load management if they're high up, you know, later down the year. But to be honest with you, um, you know, you can ride out with the rest of the year. In my book, he's a great. He was a great steal in the draft. What do you think, Lewis? Um, honestly, man, and you know, this goes, I don't, I don't know, uh, how to even express myself with this, but I saw Lowry a couple times in the league. So I was drafting and I'm guilty of letting him fall, man. I, I just didn't believe, man, but he's, he's made the believer out of me right now. I mean, it, I mean, basically on the second, he went off for like 36, 36 points with five triples. That's like insane mm -hmm. to me. I'm like, man, I, I was sleeping at the wheel. I was like, oh my gosh. I was oh, this dude doing this, man. But like, I don't know, man. All I have to say about him, man, is like, you know, I didn't think he would be producing like this right out the gate. Yeah, what's your thoughts on uh, that white knight? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, a little bit about me and fantasy. I tend to, I tend to hold grudges against players <laughs> if, they, uh, <laughs> if they do me dirty. And uh, I just... His, I'm proud of you, brother. 
I appreciate that, Lewis. Thank you. Thank you, man. All the support <laughs> needed. But uh, I'm just like, he he tanked my field goal percentage one year mm. in the championship. <laughs> and, uh, and so, like, I always – he's always hovering around, like, that 40%, 42%. Mm. Uh, right now it says that he's currently at 47%, which, which would absolutely be a career high. And he's – never been at 47% since he played for the Rockets uh, back in wow. 2008. What a stat. So, man, yeah, thank he you. took us back. <laughs> yeah, so, man, I, I do not see that sustaining. And at 38 minutes a game, almost almost 39 minutes a game, it's definitely not sustainable. That's insane, yeah. I don't so know what you're saying right doing. now, what you're saying right now, White Knight, sorry to steal the ball from you, is like, you basically just, you know, he was sitting down in the movie theater one day, eating his popcorn, and he'd hop in the De- DeLorean, and somehow he went back in time, and basically, <laughs> these numbers aren't sustainable. That's what you're telling me. Apparently, I mean, like, he must have been fueled by uh, by Kawhi leaving and knowing that it's his team. So, I don't know if that's it, and he's just like, play me until... until the wheels fall off, please. I mean, like he—he's going—he's going bonkers right now. Yeah, he's going crazy. Um, yeah, so I definitely don't see this sustaining. What is it? He's a number six-ranked player. I definitely see him somewhere in the twenties by uh, the All-Star break. But he's off to a torrid start. You know, as Starks would say, if you can sell high, I would. I don't know if Starks would. I'm actually curious what your thoughts on that. Story. Yeah, I am too, man. Um, this is not sustainable. I don't believe so. But mm-hmm. I'll say this: a few years ago, I-, I was looking at some, you know, some information back then. Since you took us back to the Houston days, which was beautiful, <laughs> is uh, when he got these minutes, you know, like several years ago, he was a top twelve player or better. And I was like, what? But the thing mm-hmm. is, you know, these minutes to me it can't be sustainable just because. He always, I don't know if, if anybody remembers, you know, if you ever had him in fantasy, sometimes during the end of the season, he starts to, to, to just kind of mm-hmm. slowly fall off. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes little injuries, knickknacks kind of come his way too. For mm-hmm. some reason, it always comes his way. But um, I, I'm willing to, I wouldn't say buy into this spot. I think tw- top 25 player or better is where it's at just because mm-hmm. of why Toronto runs such a tight ship of, you know, the rotation there, just like LT says. So how many players is it like? The seven, eight-man rotation? It's like rotation? a seven, eight, like, strict. I yeah. Mean, yeah right. It's crazy. So, right. So, it's really strict. And to get all those minutes, I am concerned because he's obviously past his prime years, but he's still doing good. What is he, about 33, 34? So, mm-hmm. I'm willing to try to – okay, I'll say it like this. How my team is built – because we're kind of prefacing on Dynasty, but we give you guys that redraft flavor with points. But in the Dynasty format, if I'm in a situation that I'm in the win-now type of season this year, I'm all in. My chips are all in on him. Unless I can get something back in return that someone I can get maybe a little bit younger, a top 25 player that someone might perceive to be uh, a player they think this guy's going to be a top 12 player. That's what I would be concerned about. That's what's not sustainable to me. But if someone, let's just say hypothetically, on the lines of, uh, I wouldn't say, well, okay, for instance, this is not going to happen in the Dynasty League, but you never know, right? Donovan Mitchell is a top 20 player. Kyle Lowry's having a better season right now. Obviously, it's too early in the season. If we kind of go back, for, <clears throat> if we go into the future, and it's somehow it looks like Donovan Mitchell is going to fall back down because of 
some inconsistency because he's still young. Let's just say maybe he's about a top 40 player. And Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry, let's just say he's about the 15 ADP range. Someone that is thinking in their mind that they're going to win now with the stats of Kyle Lowry. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I would try to. I, I would. I would hope that GM doesn't hope that way because if you can, if you're still in the win now situation, this is kind of a cheat code for the listeners. I would mm-hmm. still, even though, even though uh, Kyle Lowry would be maybe hypothetically just spitballing here. If Kyle Lowry is playing better than Donovan Mitchell around the before the trade Yahoo fan tracks ESPN deadline. I'm willing to kind of trade him away mm-hmm. right? because I'm going to get a younger player back. And that's what people kind of get confused in dynasty formats. Just because you you either build young or build old or, you, you know, what I'm saying you don't have to just keep drafting young players. There's always a way to trade players to get younger. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people kind of look over that. So, uh, Lewis, did you want to actually bring up a player and highlight on that's having an interesting year? You know what? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> And come out the blue and nominate Chavel McGee. That's right. Shaq and a fool. Shaq and a fool. Uh, What's your (laughs) thoughts on uh, Chavel McGee, uh, Sage? Uh, I'm going to ask you since you drafted him. You were bragging to me about getting him over Dwight Howard. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely bring up that. So um, my initial thought process on JaVel McGee is that he's the uh, more athletic, more uh, more athletic big man, in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. based on uh, how Dwight's played the last couple of seasons. Also, McGee is used to the offense. He played in L.A. before. You would think you would think he would get the job done a little bit more efficient, efficiently than Dwight. I always thought Dwight lost a couple steps, but looking at the season, he seems – renewed um you know playing playing eddie murphy uh (laughs) during halloween i guess renewed some of dwight howard's uh strength i don't know but he came out right after that he came he came out and he played his heart out these last couple of games and um mcgee seems like he's shacking the fool all over the place what do you think uh uh, white knight no i'm gonna go ahead and steal the ball from you because it's funny you would say that go ahead yeah, oh, oh, oh no, yeah, I will. Thank you. Uh, but anyway, it's it's funny that you would say that because you know he was killing it in the preseason. It seemed like mm-hmm. you know Dwight Howard was like in his shadow, but out of nowhere, man. I'm gonna just go ahead and read this to you. Says Javel McGee played 12 minutes versus Dallas, and this was on the second. And he said he started. He only had two points, two rebounds, and a block. Mm-hmm. And it says right here, McGee has nothing going for him right now and is a drop candidate in standard leagues until he shows us otherwise. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just feels good to have the white power right now, you know, but you know, we're talking about your here right now. <laughs> what's, what's your start? Um, White Knight, what's your uh, thoughts on that? Can, can I still a ball real quick, White Knight? Oh, no, no, no. So just for our listeners, uh, uh, Mr. Lewis is salty because he actually came to me for JaVel McGee earlier in the year. And I shut him down. I, I sent him a couple of I sent him a couple of mean pictures, um, you know, mean pictures about Luffy. If you know about, you know, uh, Monkey D. Luffy because he has long arms. And uh, he, he seems a little salty about it. That's the, I'll go ahead and just give you guys a, a recap of what's going on here. Go ahead, White Knight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, since you want to bring up history, man, I, I guess it's like, man, you were like Charles Barkley and Shaq right now, but the shoe's on the other foot, and my, my foot's bigger. What? Oh, man. Here we go. Oh, man. Yeah, man, I guess you guys are going to have a big, huge hug with 
like the Townsend and Bead, huh? That seems like that type of fight That's is exactly going to go down. That's exactly what's happening right now. Right. A huge, no a huge hug. Yeah, yeah, but uh, we, 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 you know, enough of us. Let's go ahead and hear uh, Starks and the White Knights' input on this. No, I mean, JaVale McGee had a, a nice year last year. I honestly yeah. felt like it was the outlier year, to be honest with you. Now, I didn't think he was going to be this poor to start the season, mm-hmm. uh, only averaging 17 minutes versus last year to 22 minutes. Maybe that thing, you know, that kind of changes. But what is unfortunate is that blocks, you know, you draft him from blocks, and he's not even averaging a block this mm-hmm. season. And that's mm-hmm. a concerning thing. And that's probably potentially why he's not on the court. Dwight Howard almost looks like a little bit of a rejuvenated guy out there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's kind of where we're at. I'll pass you the ball there, White. Now, what's your thoughts, man? Yeah, it's really tough to hold on to him in a 10-man league and a 12-man league. I mean, like, I don't oh, know why you yeah. would. Uh, yeah, I'd drop him, too. Yeah, yeah I would. Definitely. Unless you're the sage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unless you're the sage. Hey, hey, hey well, sage, I mean, you, still, you still got him, sage? It's okay, I, don't, I actually don't think I have him, to be honest with you. Do I still have him? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I dropped him. It's hard to drop them just because, just because of that just because of that block potential. That preseason, season, man. Right, right, but he's just getting—he's just getting outplayed by Howard, as we've all been saying. And Kuzma's back, so he's taking all of his minutes. So like, McGee's getting like the ceremonial start, but mm. then he's getting benched super quick. So yeah, it's really hard to hold on to him outside of you know like fourteen or sixteen or you know like twenty man leagues. You know, it's really tough. But but I will say. Howard isn't the most durable guy these days. Mm. So if he goes down, then JaVale's, JaVale's value skyrockets. It's just hard to predict. Yeah, when, yeah. So basically what you're saying is just keep him on your watch list, man. I would keep him on your watch list. I would I would not roster him, but just be ready to pounce <laughs> if, you hear, if you hear that Howard's out, you know? <laughs> I do remember now. I try, I, try to, I, try to get, I try to get rid of him, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I lost a couple waivers this week, so uh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, I think since you, you got a little bit more time there, White Knight, uh, I mm-hmm. guess the the nomination. Uh, do you want to nominate someone for us there, uh, White Knight? I do. I want to nominate someone who's been struggling this year, uh, and it's not due to injury. It's just due to he's not living up to the billing, and that's Buddy Heald. Um, he was his his uh, ADP to start the year was was around the late to like mid to late third. Uh, he's currently one twenty five uh, in nine cat leagues, uh, which is around the tenth to eleventh round value. So uh, I don't really know what's going on there in Sacramento. I know that there is there is a. Uh, Rashawn Holmes resurgence, and that's like, and that's like the huge news over there. But Buddy Hield is struggling right now, um, and I just wanted to get, I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts. I mean, is this? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to do better, but how much better? And what's going on down there? So I want to pass the ball to Starks there. What do you think about Buddy Hield? Well, one thing that is a concern for me is I thought maybe he would increase his steal rate. It seems like he's still at the .7, exactly the same as Mm -hmm. last year. Now, it's still too early uh, to say that he can't bump that up. But I remember seeing a game recently. He had a a, a goose egg, a hamburger zero, like on that steal. I'm just Mm. like, gosh, you pumped up the value one of those games, and you shot very inefficient and did nothing at that point of time. Now, he's ranked in in the nine-cat category league. Uh, 151, and mm-hmm. I mean, better days are to come from. But I'll say this: 
I, I can kind of uh, backtrack a little bit. I think he's not going to be the player that – let me try to say this. He'll be a top 50-ish player, but I thought mm-hmm. maybe another resurgence would come out of him because he finished top 38 uh, last year, and it seemed like he got better every season or pretty much in his career. So I think better days are to come. You know, he's been inefficient. He's actually having a pretty good night, but I'll mm-hmm. cover that here momentarily. The field goal percentage is what's killing him, and that's not the realistic thing that's, that's damaging. Shooting at 38% versus him being around the 44 range or even higher last year at the uh, 45 range. So that's where we're at. And then at the same time, his three-point uh, made obviously as well this year has took a slight dip his points di- is, is dipping the rebounds is dipping and then just like mm-hmm. how you said the resurgence of homes there so sacramento's actually just been an unfortunate uh offense this year hopefully they get back to things that are you know what they were doing last year that's kind of where we're at uh at this point in time but buddy hill i'm still buying in and hopefully you can mm-hmm. poach him off an owner because i'm sure some gave up on him but one thing that is concerning for me is still it is exactly that steal rate. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's going to bump up or not. So I'll pass you the ball there, LT. What's your thoughts on uh, Buddy Hill there, man? Man, you guys are about to get a lot of metaphors here. So if you, yeah, if, you if you need some jeans out there, uh, Buddy oh, Lee, uh, Buddy <laughs> Lee jeans, go ahead and strap them on, put them on. I want to give so, I want to give our listeners some insight on his numbers this year. Um, overall. Uh, he has two very, very bad games. Two very bad mm-hmm. games. One game in Utah, okay. one game in Denver, where he he scored three points. And then the second, the next game, he had five points. Every other game this year, he scored 20, 28, 21, 23, 18, and 19. So in points leagues, he's actually fitting the bill for you. In category leagues, like Stark said, you definitely definitely want to see more stock stats from him um he's he's turning it on a little bit now looks like maybe they're getting into the groove but uh you know reading is fundamental and uh starks who hit that game winner the other night from what sacramento sacramento oh who hit it that last night barnes oh man please and, barnes and barnes and nobles barnes and nobles actually started and so he and, and hit the game winner for them. So like I stated earlier a couple of podcasts ago, I'm worried about Barnes. He can, you know, score as well. And so if he comes on and starts to go into one of his little streaks of scoring, you know, 15, 20 points a game, I think that hurts heel. But I don't quit on him yet he he had a couple of bad games in there really hurting his averages really hurting his uh, uh percentages the last thing i'll state he is not getting to the free throw line at all he needs yeah, to be yeah. more aggressive right. settling for them shots uh, he's had zero attempts zero oh, attempts yeah. four games in a row he had zero free throw attempts that's that's you can't do that if you're going to be a star if you don't want that contract you got you got to put your head in there and get get some free throws so uh, i'll go over to you lewis what do you think oh man you know i said it before and i'll say it again man on a couple podcasts ago man i feel like it has something to do with the kings man like i said you know you know not that i don't know man it's just weird man like it even says right here like you know Hill's uh, efficiency last year was incredible, and now he gets to the Kings, mm-hmm. and it's just like you, you're wondering, like, what's going on here, man? Yeah, let like, me, let me steal the ball from you real quick. Yeah, I, go ahead. I just, I just seen this stat here that is something that it shines a little bit more hope for him coming his way. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's not going to mm-hmm. finish in the top 151, but his usage rate has bumped up to this year versus his career. Um, he had a usage rate of 24.2. His usage this year is 26. 
point eight. Now he's not taking the the free or excuse me the the attempts as much as he was pumping up the volume last year. But that can change. But that means to me is there's indications that he's having more of the ball in his hand. And another thing that's hurting his value as LT he really doesn't like getting hit with this is his turnovers. He's mm. getting hit with three point three turnovers this year versus under two the last couple of years in his career. So he's having the ball more in his hands, but it's just it's he's turning the ball. Would, would you say that's, you know, the King's fault though, that they're putting pressure on him, you know, as far as, you know, out there struggling trying to get wins, man? It's a it's a possibility. It's definitely you, you know, I mean it's, you know, it's it's we're going in deep in deep waters here, you know, when we're talking about this. But I'm just I'm just saying think about it, man. All right. And I think uh we got someone back from the locker room. We didn't didn't even realize, but hey He's coming back from his injury again. White Knight, what's your thoughts on Buddy Hill, man? Back from the locker room. Yes, yes. Um, you know, what's disappointing right now and why he's so low is is his field goal percentage. His field goal percentage mm. right now is just under 30, 39%. And last year he was at 49%. So, I mean, if that can go up and his efficiency can go up, that'll boost up – that. That'll that'll boost up his rankings for sure. And like LT said, he's not getting to the line at all. And last, but he's never really gotten to the line a ton in his career. Like, um, yeah, I mean, last year was the highest, and it was just over two times a game. Mm. Um, and then the year before that was just one time a game. So he's not much of a driver. He's not much of a. I'm going to create contact. I'm just going to sit by and hit these open threes. threes so. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think he comes back to earth. And by earth, I mean he comes back into the top 75 here soon. You know, yeah. he won't stay a top 150 player, which is basically either the last round or undrafted. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely have hope. And like Stark says, if you can buy low, please do. Mm. Yeah, so what I'm going to do, guys, is uh, start letting you guys off because I'm going to finish the games uh, for the end of the night uh, to give a little bit of extra content. So before you know, I let you guys off, uh, where can they find you at there, LT, on Twitter or uh, Instagram? Where can I find you, brother? Hey, man, yeah, they can find me on Instagram, underscore, uh, I'm sorry, underscore Sage Network, underscore, and then on Twitter, you can find me at Sage Network X. Also, uh, we just created our Facebook and our YouTube page, uh, yes. so this is the first one. I'm going to try to see, uh, try to get this working, try to post this up on those pages and create links and shoot them through our social medias to you guys, so look out for those coming through. And let me steal the ball and pass it back to you because it only makes sense for you to get a clutch shot. Do you have a clutch shot for the listeners before you get off? Um, I, to be honest, that is my clutch shot. I, I was going to be my clutch <laughs> shot. Um, actually, <laughs> go into, we're really going to be going into uh, trying to get the media side of it going for yeah. you guys, mm -hmm. uh, getting mm -hmm. more of that interactive feel to it. Um, as we go over information um, uh, throughout the fantasy, I'm going to be having stats, live stats going on. And usually um, whenever we go over mm. games, I'll have those games running in the background too, maybe highlights or something like that, just so you guys can get more of an immersive feel. So I'll try to bring that to the uh, forefront for you guys. And please uh, follow our YouTube, uh, like, mm -hmm. subscribe, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get that going. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a handle soon. We'll let you guys know pretty mm -hmm. soon. Um, so I'm going to pass you the ball. I'm going to pass you the ball there. Uh, Lewis, do you have a clutch shot before you get off here? Um, 
No, not not too much, man. I'll I'll just go ahead and say. You hey, where, know, where can I find you? At? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they'll mall. find me, man. They'll, they'll find me wandering the earth like. Hey, Wait hey, a second. Food, you know, it's funny. I I ended up passing up jewels from a uh, Pope Fiction man. So. <laughs> yeah, you're but, you're bench, man. No, go ahead. What you what, what you got, man? No, no, no. That's what I want to say. All you want? Yeah, that's they can they can find me in the in the fantasy world, man. Giving L's. To other competitors. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna pass you the ball, Jacob. Where can I find you at, brother? And go ahead and take that clutch shot as well, man. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. You can find me on Twitter at Ain't Done Yet, and Done is spelled D-U-N-N-E. I want you guys to follow me, so so just in case you need some streamers on those slow days, uh, this uh, my clutch shot is I'm gonna be streaming, or I'm gonna be giving my streaming uh, my top my top streamers here uh, on. Uh, I gave. I gave some today. I'm going to give some on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Thursday and Saturday are the slow games. So definitely want to stack up those streamers. And then Sunday, uh, I always want to give you guys some streamers just in case you're battling those those uh, final stats, you know, and, and, uh, and you need a little extra. So be on the lookout. Follow me and be, be on the lookout for those those streamers and for the articles coming up and uh i just wanted to say god bless all you listeners and thank you so much for uh for uh listening to us yeah and just to highlight on something you know we appreciate especially lt to sage pulling up the youtube yeah. and facebook to get this out there it's going to be awesome content we appreciate you doing it and then obviously um you know uh white knight man that streaming article blew up a lot of viewers on it and mm -hmm. we're doing extra stuff on the streaming so it, it's appreciating to it's humbled I'm, I'm i'm blessed to have you guys to join the team and then lewis man mm -hmm. you're always a welcome I, I appreciate you brother love you guys yeah. thanks man you know i'll try you know i'm sorry you know if i miss uh some of the episodes but you know i'm, I'm off you know taking yeah. care of yeah because you keep stealing fans from me but like you just you know, <laughs> just come in anytime I, I know, you want I know what you're talking about man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway but anyways, um, I'm, I'm going to finish this episode. Guys, I thank you guys for you know coming in. I'm going to finish the rest of the games for the listeners. Yeah, yeah we appreciate you guys. All My right, pleasure, guys. brother. Thanks, thank man. You. Have a good one. God bless you. All right, y'all. Take care. All right, going ISO here, guys. So for the Dallas and Cleveland game, Dallas won 131 to Cleveland 111. Luka Dantage had himself a ball game, triple-double. Uh, as you guys probably know, the thing that was concerned with him in you know any f formats, whether you're in a dynasty redraft or points leagues, is his efficiency. He's shooting better um, with his uh, percentages, so that's good to see. Making all six of his charity stripes, even his field goal percentage at nine for seventeen, that was a good sight to see. Uh, looking a little bit on maybe in a deeper dynasty well uh, Jalen Brunson had himself a pretty good game but looking a little bit deeper behind the curtain is uh Delon Wright as people were kind of like you know he started out slow this year he's you know doing pretty good I know some people had him pegged as a top 50-ish top 60-ish player this year he could potentially return that value had an okay game but let's look more on the Cleveland side of things oh I'm sorry how can I forget Przingis he had six slaps this game. Amazing. Six blocks, as it would be said. 18 points, nine rebounds. He shot efficient, seven for 14. So he had a little bit of a bounce back game after, you know, stringing along, uh, you know, some borderline okay games. So that is a good sight to see. Kevin Love 
keeps having solid games, and this is another game that he had as well. 29 points, 8 rebounds. You were probably, I'm going to be honest with you, in the dynasty format, you got him later in drafts because people kind of just was like, you know, he's older, he's in Cleveland, he's always injured. I get it, but you cut coupons with him no matter what type of league you were in. So I'm not saying it's sustainable because he could still get injured. It's way too early in the season. But if you have him, you could sell him high. But if you're in a win now type of situation in a dynasty format, see what you can potentially get back. But, you know, write it. Then Tris- Triscuits or Biscuits is still doing good. Uh, looking on Kevin Porter Jr., his, his minutes is slowly, uh, looks like it's, it is increasing. Yeah, it, it increased from last game of 13 minutes. So that's a good sight to see. Dynasty GMs, he's a name to, you know, still watch. And it looks like they gave Brandon Knight some minutes that game. So we'll move forward on the Lakers game. Lakers beat San Antonio 103-96. On the Lakers side, Anthony Davis did his thing. LeBron had a, you know, triple-double. He wasn't efficient at all, but they still pulled it off. Uh, Let's see. Avery Bradley had an okay game. And as you guys know, they were talking about JaVale McGee just – going back and forth with LT and Lewis earlier and Dwight Howard had more minutes, you know, that's, that's a situation that is unfortunate for those that, you know, believed in, uh, uh, was it McGee this year, but you know, he could be better as time progresses on, but Kyle Kuzma, you know, he's back and he's an okay fantasy player, but I know there's a lot of people that still believe him, believe in him and he could be better, but that's kind of where we're at. Uh, looking on the San Antonio side, uh, DeJounte Murray had a pretty good game, uh, 18-11, four assists, two steals, pretty pretty good, and LaMarcus Aldridge, bland game, De- DeMar DeRozan wasn't, man, he didn't have the best of game, Rudy Gay, 26 minutes, that's a nice sight to see, with 16 points, 10 uh, rebounds, three assists, let's look at Sacramento game, Kings beat New York, and we were just talking about Buddy Hill having a bounce back game, and it looked like he did. 22 points. Uh, he did fall into a lucky stat with a steal, so hopefully his steal rate will, you know, come up. You know, but you know that's where we're at. Rashard Holmes, you got to own him universally right now until Bagley or Bagley, as uh, Jacob would say, Bagley comes back. So you know that's where we're at. Nemanja B. Leeds is worth a streaming spot. Tubog is. I know he's giving GMs and owners a rough time. And then, gosh, Dwayne Dedman. I know I keep getting this question like, Starks, do I drop this guy? I'll say this. I mean, you can, but who are you going to pick up? You know, if you if he's a low-end guy on your team, then I would still try to hold, excuse me, Dedman to see what happens. But you are getting close to borderline uh, dropping him. And then Harrison Barnes is a points league guy. So he had an okay game. New York, Julius Randle. Uh, subpar game. RJ Barrett, I'm going to be honest with you guys, He he's okay, but that free throws, he was 5 for 9, wasn't the best game. Uh, looking at Marcus Morris, he's he's really just, he's really putting it up together. It's, it's hard to even believe that right now. Uh, Mitch Robinson, he's playing from the bench again. I, I just, Fisdell is, is, is really tearing this team apart. I'm going to be honest with you. Of course, like I'm wrong right now on DSJ, but are you guys really not letting Mitch Robinson start? It's it's sad. You know, it's sad. But we'll move forward on two more games before we close up shop here. Miami beats Houston 129-100. to my, my, my love for Kendrick Nunn, he finally had a bad game. But I believe better days are to come. You know, only had five points, five assists. 
Jimmy Butler had himself a pretty good game. Myers Leonard a good game. And then Duncan Robinson. This is more of an outlier for both of these guys. But I'll say this. Duncan Robinson is worth a flyer in a dynasty format. You know, he, he's an interesting guy. Tyler Hero is getting in the minutes. And, you know, this this is still something. See, now, I'll say this. James Johnson. I didn't know he came back. I'm sure he's available in a lot of leagues. Go pick him up because he's okay. You know, Miami's going to be an interesting team in particular with any players like that that you could pick up. And then Deion Waiters, I don't know when he's coming back at this point in time. Harden on the Houston side did Harden things pretty much on this game. Westbrook, oh my gosh. I I don't I don't I don't know. Uh Russell Westbrook is good. I'm not saying it. it's not to to put a damper on him. I guess this this is the type of game that they didn't get a lot of minutes because, you know, Houston uh, this game was pretty much over before it started, essentially. So uh, Danelle House or Daniel House is a guy that you just got to hold on in your team. Again, this is funny to say, Ben McLemore is almost getting more minutes to Clint Capella. I, I, to the listeners, if you are getting frustrated with Clint Capella or if you're okay with the stats that he does, please let me know because I don't know. He just doesn't seem like he does enough. But, you know... Better days has come. So Chris Clemens, it was a good sight to see him to get some time. And he had a pretty good game with 16 points. Dynasty GMs, he's got a guy that if you're in a very deep league, I'm picking him up. But if not, if you're not, if your league is not deep enough, just have him on your watch list. But he's an interesting player, right? And then the last game, because we talked about the Indiana and Chicago game earlier, is the Utah or the, the Jazz and the Clippers. Clippers win 105 to Utah's 94. Kawhi Leonard had a good game. Uh, Zubac, or Zubac, I mean, he only had 18 minutes, but he almost he almost put a, a double-double up. He's going to be a low-end guy, but it, sometimes he's going to give you explosions every once in a while. And that's that's really it. I, that's you know important to talk about on the Clippers side. Now, I know people are like, Beverly, should I... Someone had mentioned, do I trade Beverly or I can't remember the listener's question. I do apologize to your brother. Uh, but on Utah side, Mitchell, I'm, I'm glad to see Donovan Mitchell have these good games. I think he still bounces back this season versus his sophomore slump that people were getting frustrated with, frustrated with last year with a 36 point game that he had with six assists and other good stats uh, behind it. Gobert, a, a double double. Uh, Mike Conley, I know people are still getting a little irritated with his, you know, his game here recently, but, you know, that's okay. And Dynasty GMs, Tony Bradley, just keep your eyes on him like a hawk because however Utah ends the season, if they start resting players, especially Gobert, Tony Bradley is going to be the automatic pickup because he can produce. And I think he deserves more time on the court, but you know, they run a tight, a tight ship too on Utah. So, you know, that's where we're at. Uh, I do apologize. We were all over this, all over the place on this podcast, but that's what you're going to get with us from time to time. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, the clutch shot, I guess I'll take this, uh, I'll take is that, uh, what am I going to try to say is again, just pretty much essentially what, you know, LT had mentioned, you know, we're going to be live a little bit more soon just be patient with us we're getting that together so good things are to come through youtube um you know facebook twitter you guys let us know you know so uh with that being said you guys have a good evening morning afternoon love you guys and take a ride